0: Welcome to the Hill City Church Podcast. We are a church family located in Springfield, Missouri. You can learn more about us and support our ministries at hillcitysgf.org. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the word of the Lord. So, so why am I here? Why why do I even exist? Like, what is the purpose of life? How am I supposed to live? What's right? What's wrong? Is there anything wrong with anything? And who says? Who gets to say? Some big questions. Now now, now might we hone in. Am I supposed to stay married? Brad, if you you have no clue. if you knew the family dysfunction from which I came, like how how am I ever supposed to do anything effective for the kingdom? None of these thoughts, none of these questions surprise God. And by his grace, he gave us Genesis. Today we start a new series in Genesis. I could not be more excited. I'm glad that you guys are here. Man, listen, we're swimming in the deep end when we talk about this book of Genesis. So, listen, we're going to dive in. But before we do that, let me pray. And then we just have some... We just have some work to do today. So would you bow with me? God, we love you and we thank you for your word. By the power of your spirit and in the name of your son, Jesus, would you open our eyes that we would behold wonderful things. From this book of Genesis that you breathe out. Not just today, but each day that we ran it. Go before us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'd like to welcome you all again. My name is Brad. I'm the lead teaching pastor here at Hill City. It is truly an honor to serve this church uh, in that capacity, I, I, I would say, hey, I would like to welcome a handful of you back from the lake. I know school starts tomorrow, so it's going to be nice to see you all in the coming weeks um, so we can get reacquainted. And and for those of you have been around uh, all summer, listen, it is Genesis time. So what I want to do first is just let me set up some context for you, and then we're going to dive into uh, the, the actual word of God um, and, and listen, just one verse today. So let's start with Genesis. Like, okay, here's, here's this book. Who, who wrote this book? And it was Moses. And we're not going to discuss this for a very long time. Listen, some people are going to debate this. We're not going to debate this. Why are we not going to ba- debate this? Moses wrote this because Jesus said so. Let's go with him. Okay? Okay? And what do I mean by that? Moses, there was the book of Moses. It's called the Pentateuch. Sometimes we call it the Torah. And it was actually one book. Now, we, we, know, it as, we know it as the first five books of the Old Testament. But it was actually one book. And, and you'll hear us talk about the Old Testament being Jesus' Bible. That's why, we will, that's why we don't unhitch our wagons from the Old Testament. Because it was Jesus' Bible. And Genesis is part of that. This book was written to all of Israel. Now, why? Israel had just, just, they came out of Egypt. And, and if you don't know, Egypt meant captivity. It meant slavery. They were in a foreign land where there were many gods. And listen, some of the people of Israel, actually a, a, a large chunk of, the, of, of Israel, had, had just taken in and welcomed and been part of those other gods. And Moses writes this, they were headed into the land that god had promised now every people group every people group has an origin story individuals have an origin story so so my my autobiography it has a beginning bon america 1979 hey chubby little guy but uh, uh, listen but but even i could start there but but, but the reality is like That's not an adequate beginning. Something happened before 1979. Well, so was the case with Israel. They had a story. God wanted them to know their story. Moses wanted them to know their story. They wanted to know their origin story. So God, in telling Israel their story, he actually goes all the way back. To the beginning. But he also doesn't just go all the way back to let Israel know their story. He goes back to let us all know our story. And one of the most important things that you could get today is this. That, that our story isn't even ours. Our story is God's. And this is God's. Now there's a structure to this book that might be helpful for you. It is structured and broken down into what we would call generations. There's a, there's a Hebrew word for that. Um, but generations, you will see that throughout Genesis. So you will see, let me give you some of the examples, not all of them. You see generations of, of the heavens and the earth. You'll see that early. You see generations of Adam. You will see the generations of Noah. You see the generations of the sons of Noah. You see the generations of Ishmael. You see the generations of Isaac, the generations of Esau. You'll see the generations of Jacob. This is how the book is broken down. Now Genesis covers about 2,000 years of human history. There are, there's a lot of Bible here as we get into Genesis. Now here's the thing, the New Testament, the New Testament quotes genesis or alludes to genesis over 60 times in 17 books jesus himself uses genesis and what we will see throughout genesis there will be a motif of blessing our god is a god of blessing so let's stop right here are you blessed hill city good six of us are listen to me everybody stop Listen, it's no laughing matter. Are you blessed Hill City? Okay, listen to me. Just in case, take a breath. One, two, three. Exhale. God didn't owe you that. That's a blessing. Our God is a God of blessing. We are absolutely blessed. In the article, Biblical Theology of Blessings in Genesis... Written by Matt Champlin, he says this Genesis shows that God mediates his blessing to humanity through humanity itself. So, big phrase here blessed to be a blessing. So, you are blessed to be a blessing. We'll get to that eventually. He goes on to say, Genesis does not give the final results, but it points the way forward giving numerous assurances through fulfilled blessings that the divine blesser will fulfill, will fulfill all the blessings that he has spoken. Blessing. We pray for God's blessing. Am I the only one? Listen, I'm asking. I'm boldly asking for God's blessing. But Genesis will show us that we must consider even if we are in a position to receive God's blessing or even if we want to be. As we talk about Noah. As we talk about Abraham. As we talk about these people of Genesis who were blessed. Listen, we're going to have some hard conversations. Throughout this book of Genesis, we're going to have some hard conversations. There, there really isn't anything that we won't talk about, except dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. They're bigger than life. The original Jurassic Park was the best one. They're awesome. I have nothing to teach you about dinosaurs, so we won't talk about dinosaurs. But we, not, we will not squash dinosaur dreams either. Just so you know. Just know that we won't talk about it. What will we talk about? Here we go. We will talk about sex. We will talk about gender. We will talk about marriage. We will talk about family. We will talk about family dysfunction. We will talk about government. We will talk about work just a lot to talk about. That's just a few things. So, Brad, how, what, what, The timeline, like I've read Genesis before, and I mean, it's a big, and it's a big book. How, what are we talking here? I don't know how long we're going to be in Genesis, okay? I know we're going to get through one verse today. At that pace, I can't tell you, okay? But let's not worry about it. Let's just dive in to God's word. And listen, what I'm going to ask you to do, starting today and each day, ask God, what would you have for me? What would you want me to know more about you as we dive into Genesis? So let's start in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning. I don't have much to say about that, but but I would just ask you as you read that sentence, just to translate it like this: Let's start in the beginning, and that's what Moses does. He says, "Let's start in the beginning," and then he goes, "God." Now, why did I tell you? That? I don't want you to read in the beginning, God, and just and, and incorrectly conclude that God has a beginning. Our God has no beginning. I'll talk to you about that in just a minute. So, so read it like this. Let's start in the beginning. God. We always should start with God. In the beginning, Elohim is the word used there, which leads me to my first point. And if you're taking notes, I want you to get this. The who is way more important than the how. We go to Genesis and we read it and we want to go straight to the how and we miss it. The who is more important than the how and the who here is God. It's Elohim. A quote, A.W. Tozer, very famous quote. He says this, and make sure if you haven't heard this, just let this sink into your heart. What you think about God is the most important thing about you. There is one true and living God. And here he is in the first sentence of Genesis. Brad, I don't believe that. Like what about other people? Listen, I don't don't know. How do you know that there's a God? I I actually don't believe this and I want to lovingly tell you, if that is you, the burden of proof is on you. It isn't on me. Why? Because I have Genesis and I have the rest of God's word. So for a person that's like, I don't believe in God, I don't believe he exists. You need to prove that. The burden of proof is not on me. But I want to tell you the truth this morning, and that is there is one true and living God. And this book, listen, Genesis, Genesis is about him. But not just Genesis, all of the Bible is about him. And as we say here often, we cannot, you cannot see yourself correctly unless you first see God and see him Correctly. We want to see God. We want to know who He is. So let's just talk. Listen, He's infinite, so we could go countless sermons on who God is and, and, and about God. But just, just for today, let's just talk about God. And when I say God, I mean the triune God, the doctrine of the Trinity. There'll be more on this next week as 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 God in three persons, all present at creation. But this this idea of of God and, and the doctrine of the Trinity, it's unique to Christianity. There is one God. I already told you that. He exists in three persons. And listen, they have perfect community. They are in a perfect, loving relationship together. They share fully all of God's attributes. We could not even begin to unpack his attributes. But I want to just talk about a couple this morning. Elohim, our God, the one true and living God. He is eternal. I'm going to say it again. He has no beginning. He has no end. Let's start in the beginning. God, who has no beginning, and he has no end. Another fancy word is omnipotent. Our God is omnipotent. That means he is all-powerful. He lacks nothing. Omniscient is another word. That means our God is all-knowing. All knowledge is is his. There is nothing he doesn't know. Our God is self-sufficient, meaning our God, the one true and living God. He has no needs. This is really good news for you and I. He doesn't need me. Aren't you so glad he doesn't need me? He doesn't need you. He has no needs. And this is really, really good news. And and listen, the storyline as we go through scripture, the storyline is that there is one true and living God. There is one God that matters. He is the only uncreated being. And that's really good news as well. God the one true and living God he isn't made in the beginning God created so our God isn't made our God actually creates Creator is, is a title for him that we see in scripture. You can read Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, remember also your creator in the days of your youth. This is a title given to God. So what we need to know, God created, and you need to know that God created alone. As he created, we're gonna get into this more next week, he sought no counsel. <laughs> he needed no one's advice on how to create, what to, what to create, this is what our God does and he created verbally he spoke in the beginning God created this is an action verb so this is really good news the God that we serve is a God that acts it's a God that moves it isn't that he just is Our God created. Now, this word created is Barah. Now, if I said this correctly, I would roll my R's. Not going to do it. Our God, Barah. In the beginning, God, Barah. That means to create from nothing. So, if you're taking notes, the second point I want you to get today is our God created something from nothing, to make something from nothing. Now, God will also make, or that word would be asah, and then he 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 actually calls us to asah. He allows us to do to do that. We never get to bara. Because we are not God. So we but but we do get to Asa. You're gonna see in Genesis that, that God created the heavens and the earth. He bara. And then it says, and he made, and he made, and he made. That was Asa. We're gonna get we're gonna to get to more of what we get to do on week three. In case you're wondering, that's Labor Day weekend. See you here. But let me just stop and give you some really really good news because I don't want you to miss it our God creates something out of nothing so listen you could you you could have walked in here every day someone walks in here and they think my life is nothing and you're here today to meet a God who makes something out of nothing. Now, let me stay practical. I'm going to assume most people in here are following Jesus. You have passed from death to life. That means this, you had a dead heart of nothing. But the God we worship invaded that heart and he made something in you out of nothing that was in you. That is our theology here at this church. You are are saved because of what God did. He makes something out of nothing. And that is some of the greatest news that you're ever going to hear in your life. In the beginning, God created. What did he create? He created the heavens and the earth. Now that phrase, the heavens and the earth, that is just a way that Moses is telling us that God created everything. We might have a phrase. I remember my dad would use this phrase. He would, he would say, "Man, we got we got to clean this garage from top to bottom." Right? i would be like, "Oh, dang." <laughs> but but that's similar to like the heavens and the earth. That that means hey, we were cleaning every inch of the garage. When the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth, that is telling us that God created. Everything, and I know some of you are like, "I got it, Brad. I know it." Hey, Amen. I got it. How? How do you do it? How old's the Earth? What happened in the days? Twenty literal twenty-four hour days, like like. Like, like how? Like, and Brad, what about? What, what about? I don't know. And I can stand up here and just get dogmatic and tell you, like I do. I don't. I love you, Hill City. I love you. You don't either. And you have to have enough humility to just say that. It seems to me that God handled the beginning of things very similar to how he handled the end of things. And, and I've told you before, how is all this going to end? I don't know. Other than this, he's going to make all things new. I know that. How? I don't know. And if he'd want us to know, he would have breathed it out. There are things about the beginning that I know you want to know so badly. And man, if you want to go do that and say that, do your thing. I'm just telling you, you may not be used to this. If you're visiting here, or if you're new, I say this a lot. I don't know. And we don't have to. <laughs> Listen, my, my son Brody, he may be in here. He's going to have trauma after all the stories I tell about him. For, for whatever reason, he had a fly swatter. Jenny pays him to kill flies, quarter of fly, okay? <laughs> so he's got a fly swatter, and he hits Sissy on top of the head with the fly swatter. Why? There's no answer to that. Why I could ask him? Why do, I don't know. <laughs> and and listen, I, I, I'm trying to bring some, some love to you. Listen, I, there are some things that we don't know, we won't know. And you think, man, I can't wait to get to heaven and glory. I'm going to ask God, was it 24 literal days? I don't think you will. I don't think you'll care. You're going to be in the presence of the greatest. You aren't going to care. City, just allow me to shepherd you here. Can we focus on the who? I want us to focus on the who. Probably won't do creation conferences here. Let's focus on the who. And that who is God. And we need to know this. This is our third point this God the God we read about Elohim this is the theology of this church so I need you to understand this He is in charge of everything we're teaching that to all of your kids right now but we have to get that's not a a kid thing that's not a thing just for kids to learn God is is in charge of everything. And he knows what he's doing even when you and I don't. He knows exactly how he created even when you and I don't. He knows how things are going to end even when you and I don't. He is in charge of everything. But we need to get this, not just that, that he is in charge of everything, but listen, you and I belong to him. You and I are dependent upon Him. That's why I had you take that breath when we started. You don't get that breath without God. We belong to Him, we're dependent upon Him. And you and I will answer to Him. And listen, this isn't scary. Don't let that, don't let that scare you, we will answer to God. Now now listen, my problem, this is me, just be transparent, my problem, most, almost every one of my problems in my life, they actually stem from the truth that God is in charge of everything, that truth not taking hold of my heart. Anybody else? Listen, I got control problems, Okay. Listen, and I get into big trouble when I forget that God is in charge of everything and I try to act like maybe I'm in charge of a little bit. I'm not and neither are you. Listen, so many problems that I deal with as a pastor uh, dealing with God's people, it, it stems from them thinking they know better than God. It stems from them thinking that God isn't in charge of everything, make no mistake about it. Genesis 1 1 and throughout the rest of the Bible, we need to get that. Listen, this is about God's authority. God made it all, it's all His. As Moses writes this, one of his main Points in Genesis was to let Israel know that the same God who created Israel was the one who created the universe. They needed to be reminded of that. And by His Word, like He created by His Word, that was the primary procedure in creating not just the universe, but also in bringing Israel into existence. Our God brought order, fullness, and rest. To the material world, so that he could do for his chosen people the same thing. He's sovereign over the universe. He has ultimate authority, and because that is true, we should trust him and we should obey him. So, Hill City. to hear me. There is one true and living God. He is the creator. It's all His. He's transcendent. He is over all of His creation. He has no beginning. He has no end. Some really good news. He never changes. Let me give you some more good news. He has no needs. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. Let me give you some more really, really good news. He owes nothing to anyone. He is perfect in every way. He is righteous. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. If you're serving communion, I'm gonna ask that you take your spots, prepare the table, There's an article that I came across. I was just looking and trying to figure out a way like man, how do we describe what's going on all around us? So I was I read an article in the National Institute of Health. It's titled She's Not My Mother. It was about a 24-year-old soldier. He 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 had he had some mental health issues and they were it was so bad that he did not believe that his mother was his mother. He, he went off to battle and he, and he came back and he thought that the woman that was saying she was his mother, he, he thought that she was a government spy looking to punish him for what he did while he was away at war. So of course he underwent some significant psychiatric treatment. And, and, it, and it came down that, that, that they said that he had uh, what's called a cap-graw delusion. I'm not sure, that's a guy's last name. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But, but, but think about this. I mean, he had a sister. His sister, her heart was shattered to watch her brother not even know who their mother was. But man, think about the mother and how saddened, and how broken hearted and how crushed that this mother would have been. Like this is the woman who, who gave him life. This is the woman who nursed him, who cared for him. This is the woman who would have put a Band-Aid on his knee when he fell this is the one who would have, he would have woken up in the middle of the night when, when he was sick. And listen, mom's in the room, you know this man, she loved her son. And, and he doesn't even believe or know that his mom is his mom. He was not thinking properly about who his mother was. Like, would she ever hear him address her as mom Again? It's heartbreaking. It's brutal. And listen, I don't want to diminish your mental health issues, so just give me grace when I say this. Listen, we, we are surrounded by people who are living an even worse delusion than this. And it should break our hearts more than anything. Anything. We are surrounded by people, some maybe in this room right now, like, like you are not thinking properly, you are not believing properly about who God is, and it's a delusion, and it's the most serious illness on our planet. See, God is in charge of everything. And you need to know this this morning, that he loves you so much. God loved me so much that one day he actually put on flesh and he, and he came down here and, and he dwelt among us. And, and this God that's in charge of everything, the Bible would say this, that he, he so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus. And Jesus came that's some really good news, he died for our delusion. He died for our sin. He died so that we could think properly about who God is. He died so that we could, we could confess that God is in charge of everything. And he invades hearts and he causes people to think clearly Once again, Hill City Church, that's the who that we are talking about. And the who is always way more important than the how. Do you know who we're talking about this morning? That's not a question for the lost person that wandered in here today. It's not only a question for the lost person that wandered in here today. Might we reflect... Say, God, do do I know you the way that you want me to know you? And God, I pray that that will happen in this place through your word, through Genesis. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.